what's happening. So I've seen Lightyear, the latest uh, film from Disney Pixar. Uh, it's of course a spin-off from the Toy Story series. So uh, here's my review of this film. Uh, as I mentioned there, it's a spin-off of the Toy Story series, but crucially to crucial to note here, it's not a Toy Story film. It's basically it's the film that Andy seen as a wit that made him want to get the Buzz Lightyear toy. So it's all about it's set in space. It's a sci-fi film essentially rather than a toy film and about uh, Buzz Lightyear's adventures and things like that. So right off the bat, the one thing we should make clear is just because a film is a box office flop and this has done nowhere near as well as expected, it's expected to lose tons of money, hundreds of millions, possibly 100 to 200 million for Disney Pixar at this point in time because it's so underperformed at the box office. Just because a film does badly doesn't mean it actually is bad. So that's one thing we should point out here. Now, overall, this was pretty solid. I enjoyed it. The, I, would, I would say the uh, comparisons to Solo, a Star Wars story, are, are pretty accurate because that was kind of a spin-off that nobody wanted, nobody really needed, and that film did pretty badly as well at the box office. So history repeats itself in that sense. And I would, what I would say is, Kind of like Solo though, it's one of those films that it doesn't really need to exist, but it's pretty enjoyable while watching it. Solo I don't think was a bad film, I just think it was an unnecessary film and it has its moments and it's entertaining. And I'd actually say Lightyear, even though the comparisons are quite apt, is a better film than that. And But true, this film does not need to exist now. When I first heard it was getting made, I was kind of like, oh come on, just leave it, <clears throat> you know. What's the point in this? But then the trailers came out and they were pretty promising, I've got to say. They had some pretty solid trailers for this film. So I actually started getting more on board with it. So, and and I would say there's stuff to enjoy here. I mean, there's some really good solid action scenes in this film. That's one thing I would say. It is more of a serious tone for the most part. And it actually delivers some really good action in here. There are some, particularly the opening action scenes, well done. The finale as well. There's some really good stuff, good chases in space. So there's some really good stuff here. Because it has the more serious tone, though, as well, it does play more like a sci-fi film. And there are little sci-fi tropes in this film, which could get confusing for the more general audience, which might not catch on so much. If you don't like sci-fi, and even though if you are a Pixar fan or, a Toy, or Toy Story fan and things like that, but if you're not particularly that well-versed in sci-fi or not, don't particularly care for that well, there, there are moments here that could really, especially kids, just fly over their heads. Like, there's there's a moment, there's a plot point in this that reminds me of Interstellar, which, in a way, is no bad thing, because that's a great film, but it's not exactly the most... Well, it's not, it's like a, a 12A PG-13 film. It's not exactly the most kid-friendly film. I don't think many kids particularly cared about watching Interstellar. So the fact that they actually, in a way, it's a good thing that they do that because it does, they sh it actually shows they have respect for the audience's intelligence, at least, you know, the fact that they want to do something a bit more complicated for a, a kid's film. But it's also, I don't know, that could risk him quote-unquote alienating, uh, pun intended, as parts of the audience. Because one of the big reasons why I think people this may have flopped as well is because 
anyone expecting, if they hear that this is coming out, they might think, oh yeah, it's another Toy Story, and they'll assume it's the toy Buzz Lightyear. But then if they see adverts for it, they'll be like, what, what's that? And, you know, they, I, th- I think that could turn people off, to be fair. Or the other thing is, if people are on the fence with this film, they know that it's going to be on Disney Plus in about six weeks. I mean, they even put Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness on within six weeks. And that's obviously one of the biggest films of the year. So if they're going to put that on so quickly, then it's pretty. you can pretty much doubt, guarantee that this will be on by about August or something like that. So if you're on the fence... You might just think, you know what, I'll be on Disney Plus soon anyway, I'll just watch it then. You know, that, that could be, the, that's another reason why I would say, there's other things we'll get to in a minute. But uh, yeah, what I would also say is, uh, even though it goes for the more complicated plot points at times, the, and there is humour in this film, there's some good jokes and things like that, it doesn't have the sophistication of the absolute best Pixar films, for, for sure. Uh, although there's plenty of good humour in it, there's plenty of good jokes, and the absolute star of this show is the cat, the robot cat, Socks, voiced uh, by Pete Son, who's one of the animators. I think he directed The Good Dinosaur as well, seriously underrated film. I'll, I'll, that's a hell I'll die on, I actually really like The Good Dinosaur. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, so, um, so the, the cat, adorable character, and it was kind of needed because you don't, other than, because it's got the more sci-fi tones about it, you don't have you needed kind of something to get the animal sidekicks into it. And this is where they might recruit some of their money here, because I could see them selling a lot of toys from this character, even if the film isn't a huge, as a financial bomb in the cinemas. I could sort of see this character at least recruiting some money from them in toy sales. That's the one thing I would say. But well, how come Andy seen this film and wanted the Buzz Lightyear toy, but not a Socks the Cat one? That's that's the that's, that's the biggest plot hole of them all. But well, never mind. But um, yeah, there you go. Adorable character. That really elevates the film as well. Lots of good laughs with that character. So definitely the star of the show. The other thing I know which could be a reason which a lot of people are upset that Tim Allen didn't come back to voice Buzz Lightyear, which I completely understandable. I don't know why he didn't come back. I mean, a lot, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's because he's a conservative, and which could be true. But then he's also coming back to do something with Disney Plus for the Santa Claus series. So I don't know why bring him back for that, but not bring him back for this. It's like there's no consistency in this. That doesn't really make any sense. And to my knowledge, he's never, even though he's an open conservative, he's, I, I don't ever hear of him ever saying anything amazingly controversial or anyone trying to cancel him, which is to be too fair. That's actually quite rare. People on Twitter not trying to cancel a conservative. I mean, we've all seen what happens with Chris Pratt, so, you know. But um, there's. The other thing we should really address here, and the big controversy is, the, you know, the, the gay kiss, right? It's a storm in a teacup. Let's be real here. Storm in a teacup. The scene lasts literally seconds. Literally seconds. It shouldn't make or break the film for whether you think this is a good film or a bad film one way or the other. It really shouldn't. You could argue it's putting agendas in. To be honest, I didn't feel I was getting force-fed an agenda. It's obvious when you're getting force-fed an agenda from the filmmaker. See, for example, that god-awful film that came out this year, Men. You know, the 
that bloody awful Candyman film from last year, you know, Ghostbusters 2016, those are like the obvious examples of getting an agenda shoved in your face, whereas this, storming a teacup, really is, it's literally seconds. Um, it's actually quite well handled. The, the story that evolves from it as well makes sense. So, you know, it's one of those things, I get it, if you're a, if you're a parent and you don't want kids seeing stuff like that, you, I mean, you could have a different perspective on that. But at the end of the day, and I don't think anyone who disapproves of this or isn't happy about this is automatically homophobic. It's the way you go about expressing it. And I've heard people expressing this in um, pretty homophobic ways, to be fair, their displeasure of this. You know, so make it that what you will. But then again, you know what, the far left and the far right are both as insufferable as each other. They're actually a lot more sim. There's a lot of similarities between them than the, the, the both of them would care to admit. To be fair, you know, it's and you you've got cancer. You've got as well. The far right talks about getting rid of cancel culture, which I absolutely agree with. I absolutely hate cancel culture, but I've seen like far right people saying this should be banned. So I'm like, isn't that a form of cancel culture? You know, but. Anyway, I digress. And the far left are, of course, absolute. They would just want to cancel everything. So that's the end of my political TED talk here with that then. So overall, the film is pretty enjoyable. It zips along at a nice old pace. It's about an hour and 40 minutes the film lasts. The soundtrack's really good as well. The the main theme, I don't know who did the composing for this, but the, like, the main theme for it is a good theme. Fits buds perfectly. You've got a lot, a lot of nice moments here, like I said. There's some good action here. Zips along quite nicely. I, and again, oh, the one, one last thing about the kiss thing. I think most kids are not going to give a shit one way or the other. They're going to be the only awkward questions they're going to be asking. Their, most of them aren't going to notice. Tell you the truth, and the, the only real pestering and awkward questions they'll be asking their parents after this is when can I get the socks to cat toy? Genuinely, could be wrong thinking that, but anyway, that's just my thoughts on that. Anyway, like year, it's a lot of fun. It's enjoyable. It's better than its box office would have you suggest. It's going to have this reputation. There's people out there making YouTube videos about that they, they openly admit that they haven't seen the film, but they're saying it's terrible. And they're saying, oh, I flopped because of the gay kiss. You're like, I think it's maybe that played a part for some people, but there's a lot of other things at play here as well, to be fair. There's quite a lot of things at play. So... I, w- I would say Lightyear is a big thumbs up. It's one of those films, like, if you really want to see it in the cinemas, it's worth definitely worth seeing in the cinemas because it's got, it's beautifully animated, the sound design's great, so it's a good theatrical experience. If you're on the fence about it, then it won't be long till it's on Disney+, Plus. so you can watch, if you've got a Disney Plus account, you can watch it then and make up your own mind. I would say, whatever, whether you want to go out and see it or if, if you want to wait for it, I would say... If you're kind of on the fence or whatever, make up your own mind and don't let anyone on the uh, on either side, even whether it be mine is a pretty positive review or the negatives that's or the absolute negatives that are coming out, don't let either of us make up your mind. If you want to see it, see it when you want to see it on your terms, you know. So that's what I would say. So anyway, oh, I forgot to mention as well. Well, Chris Evans actually does fit the voice of Buzz Lightyear quite well. I'm not sure why. Big, again, the Tim Allen thing just didn't make any sense. But uh, 
when people say, oh, it's because we'll have a different voice to the toy and things like that. But I'm like, most toys, you know, actually do talk like the the voice of the films they come from now, from what I can gather. I mean, and uh, whatever. I mean, my Ted toy that I've got talks like Seth MacFarlane, so, you know. <laughs> anyway, I digress. But uh, yeah, this has probably killed any chance for any sort of uh, reboots or anything or, or um, spin-offs like a Woody Origins film. Uh, the only way they'd do it now, I think, is if they just do it low budget and do it on Disney+. Plus. I could sort of see if they might do a Woody's Roundup thing, like a black and white thing with puppets. That actually is not a bad idea. That wouldn't cost anything like what this costs to make. And if you put it on Disney+, Plus, you know... There you go, it's got less of the theatrical thing, but anyway, I digress with that. But anyway, that's my thoughts. Light year, I really enjoyed the film, had a good time with it, not one of Pixar's finest, but a fun film that's quite enjoyable and don't really think it deserves the kicking that it's getting at the moment, but, you know, there you have it. Anyway, thanks ever so much for taking the time to listen and goodbye.